0: S-C-H-O-O-L dot com slash Purple Rocket to save $15 on your child's first class. OutSchool.com slash Purple Rocket, code Purple Rocket. And don't forget, parents, supporting our sponsors is a great way to support this podcast. And now, back to our show. The Purple Rocket Podcast presents Grandpa's Globe. Previously on Grandpa's Globe, Grandma Boone took Grandpa and the Twins to Japan, where they searched for the secret weapon they'd need to defeat the dragon, samurai armor and swords. The breastplates and helmets are practically invincible and should help protect them against physical attacks, and the samurai swords are the only things strong enough to cut a magical globe in half, rendering it useless. The dragon, or Nogard twins, apparently have magical globes themselves, and the only way to stop them for good is to find those globes and destroy them. And now for episode 20, Boon vs. the Dragon, Part 1. "'Is it supposed to be this heavy?' Sawyer asked, shifting uncomfortably in his oversized samurai breastplate and helmet. It looked like a turtle that had crawled into the wrong shell." ''Mine fits just right,'' Susie said, sliding perfectly into her own armor. Once her breastplate was tightened, she carefully placed her helmet over her head as if she was crowning herself. Grandma and Grandpa were adjusting their armor by the fireplace. ''Don't worry, Sawyer,'' Grandpa said. ''You hopefully won't be doing a whole lot on this trip. Just to be safe, Grandma and I will do the heavy lifting.'' So just waddle close to us and we'll use you as a shield. "'What?' Swear gasped. "'I'm kidding,' Grandpa smirked. "'You're too small to use as a shield.' Grandma admired her armored reflection in the mirror by the bookcase. "'Actually, Kip, we're gonna need all the help we can get from the kiddos. "'We're gonna be hugely outnumbered. "'Give them all the gadgets you've got.' "'All of them?' Grandpa whined. Come on, Kip. This could be the last mission we ever do. (sighs) Grandpa groaned and went to the cupboard to retrieve his high-tech treasures. While he rummaged through the drawers, Grandma handed Sawyer and Susie a sword to place in a sheath against their backs. Grandpa is right, though, she said. Try to stay close. If anything happened to you two, I'd never forgive myself. Unfortunately, the globe has chosen you, so we have no choice but to bring you along. We'll help you beat him, Susie promised. Grandma smiled. I have no doubt. Sawyer swished his sword through the air. So we're going to find the dragon's globe, or globes, and then... Hurrah! He brought the sword down over a pumpkin on a nearby table, slicing it in half. As the two halves wobbled on the table, Sawyer was overcome with how awesome that felt. Grandpa marched over from the cupboard. "'Seriously? I was gonna make a jack-o'-lantern out of that. Put that sword away!' "'Fine,' Sawyer groaned, sheathing his sword. "'Here.' Grandpa started loading each of their packs with all sorts of odd trinkets. Shiny marbles, glasses, a little rubber bandgun, scotch tape— a mini stapler, and even tiny tubes with bubble wands. "'This should do,' Grandpa said, securing the items in their packs. Sawyer noticed the bubble tubes. "'We're going to distract them by blowing bubbles. "'The guards aren't toddlers, Grandpa.' Grandpa raised a bushy eyebrow. "'Young man, you should know by now that none of my toys are what they seem.' "'Keep talking like that, and I just might put real blowing bubbles in there "'and watch you make a fool of yourself.' "'Lighten up, Kip,' Grandma said. "'The kid's right. Your gadgets are a little goofy. "'I love them, but they're goofy.' "'She fixed the helmet on her head and then looked at her husband and grandchildren. "'They looked like a super nerdy family getting ready to go to a Halloween party. "'Everyone felt a little clunky and awkward in the armor, except for Susie. "'She thought she looked like a princess warrior.' Her reflection in the mirror made her feel like a modern Joan of Arc. Ah, it's so good to be back, Grandma sighed. She took the globe off its stand and snapped it into the hole in the middle of her breastplate. The magical ball stuck out in front of her. Come on, take my hand, she said. Grandpa took her hand, and the twins linked onto him. Once they were all connected, Grandma slowly spun the globe and studied its every detail. She waited. Silence filled the room. The globe continued to turn, and Grandma waited some more, and some more, and some more. After a minute went by, the twins looked at each other. Um, Grandma, did you forget what we were doing? Sawyer checked. You're supposed to touch it, remember? Quiet, Sawyer. I'm concentrating, Grandma snapped. The island is very remote. If I don't hit it just right, we'll end up splashing around in the middle of the ocean. Is that what you want? Take your time, Sawyer insisted. After a couple more turns, Grandma finally reached out and poked the globe. The room spun into the ball, turned to cold darkness, and then spat them out onto a sandy beach. Oh man, I got sand down my armor, Sawyer complained. He got to his feet and tried shaking the sand out of his breastplate. Grandpa helped Susie and Grandma to their feet. All right, Ellie, he said. You're the brains behind this operation. Where are we going? Grandma observed her surroundings, checking to make sure they were at the right place. White sand led up to a line of palm trees and thick jungle ferns. Splintered wood, covered in barnacles, jutted up from the beach, scattered remains of shipwrecks from a lifetime ago. Grandma let out a sigh of relief. Thank heavens, we're here, she said. Okay, we're looking for the dragon's headquarters. They have multiple outposts throughout the world, but this is where Luca Nogod spends most of his time. This is his private island. It's as remote as it gets. So if anything happens to us here, there's a good chance no one will ever know. Stay close. She started into the trees and Grandpa and the twins followed. They journeyed deep into the island jungle. Susie stepped carefully over plants dotted with poisonous frogs and ducked under vines slithering with venomous snakes. Just behind her, Sawyer stumbled into every poisonous plant and animal in his path. Like a blind gorilla, he tripped over countless vines and tree roots. By the time they'd finally come to a stop, his allergies had flared up so much that Grandpa had had to use three EpiPens on him. Ugh are we there?" Sawyer asked, exhausted, his face swollen and oozing out of his helmet. Grandma held up her hand and hushed him. She saw something out of the corner of her eye and then pushed everyone behind a massive tree trunk. Then, she peeked around the tree and pointed. This is where the cameras are, she whispered. If the guards catch us out here, we'll never make it to the base. Still got that stapler, Kip? Grandpa gleefully took out one of the mini staplers and showed it like a little kid showing off his first caught fish. I was hoping I'd get to use this thing. Grandma rolled her eyes. I know you were. Just don't miss. I never miss, woman. Grandpa peeked out from behind the tree and spotted three cameras hidden in the branches of the neighboring trees. With one eye squinted, he aimed the little stapler at the first camera. Click! Froom! Fuzz. A staple blurred out of it and stuck into the camera, making it sizzle and die. Sawyer and Susie's eyebrows shot up. That was one serious stapler. Click! Click! Fuzz. Two more shots and the other two cameras were down. Grandpa proudly leaned back behind the tree and pretended to blow smoke off the stapler. "'Don't get cocky,' Grandma said, pushing him aside and continuing on. She led them deeper and deeper into the jungle. They climbed over moss-covered stone ruins and swung on vines over dark pits. Once they were sufficiently soaked in sweat, they came to a clearing. Sitting in the middle of it was a structure in the shape of an enormous bronze globe— It turned slowly on its foundation and gleamed under the sweltering sun. A few guards patrolled the area, but Grandma studied their movements and noticed a gap in their march. That spot over there, under South America. Ready? Go! They tiptoed over to the globe building and ducked down next to the wall. Okay, Kip, let's see that tape. Grandpa looked over his shoulders. What do you need the tape for? Where's the entrance to this place? You know what I need the tape for? We can't just walk up to the main entrance. We have to go. Grandma pointed up and Grandpa followed her finger. No, Grandpa whispered. Eleanor, I don't think I can. My back's really been acting up lately. Kip, you can worry about your back when you're dead. This is the only way. There are at least a dozen gods at the main entrance. We go that way with toast. Come on, it won't be that bad. Shaking his head, Grandpa reached into Sawyer's pack and took out a small roll of Scotch tape. Then, holding it out in front of him, he tore off several pieces and handed the little clear strands to the group. Fold these into loops and stick them under your shoes and on your hands, he instructed. Sawyer and Susie did as he said and then watched as Grandma started to climb. She reached up and touched the turning globe building with her taped hand. It stuck. She reached up with her shoe and pressed it onto the wall a few feet up. It stuck. The twins watched, amazed, as their grandma crawled up the building using her sticky hands and feet. My grandma is Spider-Man, Sawyer mumbled. Your turn, Grandpa said, nudging them forward. I'll go up last in case I need to catch one of you. That's comforting, Susie said sarcastically. She reached up and touched the building. At first, the feeling of having her hand suctioned to a wall made her panic. But after a few steps and reaches, she got the hang of it and quickly climbed up after Grandma. Sawyer couldn't wait for his turn. Finally, something he could enjoy... Reaching up hand-over-hand, he felt like a nimble lizard as he quickly crawled up the wall after Susie. Once they were all at the top, Grandma opened a trap door and led them inside. They continued their stealthy crawl onto the ceiling of the building inside. From their position on the ceiling, the twins saw everything upside down. Below them, guards paced the spacious domed room. Most crowded the front entrance just as Grandma had predicted. As Grandma, Grandpa, and the twins crawled down the walls, they passed by giant clocks, all showing different times and labeled with different countries. At the center of the room was an enormous jungle tree. Its thick canopy stopped near the top of the room and its branches spread out in all directions, sending vines, blooming with tropical flowers, coiling down the walls. Sawyer passed one such flower that was the size of his head. His arm grazed it and sent a fistful of pollen up into his face. His head shot back as he prepared to sneeze. Grandma, Grandpa, and Susie looked back at him and waved while mouthing, No, over and over. They were almost to the floor. He just had to hold it for a few more feet. Sawyer's head cocked back even more. Uh, uh, achoo! The sneeze echoed in the great domed room and every dragon henchman turned towards the sound. Intruders! One of them yelled. Hurry kids, hop down, Grandma ordered. The four of them scurried down the rest of the wall as the henchmen readied their guns. Gunfire rattled the room and sent sparks skidding across the walls around them. Sawyer could feel hard thuds against his armor and a loud tinging sound echoed in his ears he and Susie practically leapt off the last stretch of wall and bolted down the nearest hall with Grandma and Grandpa. Ricocheting bullets chased after them. They ran faster, taking random turns around every corner, trying to lose the pursuing guards. Quick, hide in here, Grandma said, pulling them into a dark room. Once they were all inside, she quietly closed the door and locked it. Grandpa caught his breath. Whew. Is everybody okay? He looked over everyone's armor. Was anyone hit? Susie pointed to a handful of dents in her breastplate. I had a few close calls, but I'm okay. Grandma touched a big dent in her helmet. God bless this armor. Was I hit? Sawyer asked. They all looked at him and saw literally hundreds of little dents all over his breastplate and helmet. A little... Yeah, Grandpa told him. There you are, said a voice behind them. Startled, they spun around. A spotlight turned on and illuminated a blonde, heavy set man, sitting in a massive beanbag chair, munching on a chocolate bar. Next to him, on a little stand, was a magical globe. Luca, Grandma muttered. Ellie, you really know how to PUSH MY BUTTONS! The man's familiar, friendly tone always changed to rage by the end of every sentence. I only wished I could've escaped sooner, Grandma said. I can't believe all the things you made me help you do. You're sick. And yet, you're right back where you started! Luca's chubby cheeks raised into a smile as he took another big bite of his chocolate. "'We're here to stop you for good,' Grandpa said, stepping forward. "'You stole my wife from me. Those are years I'll never get back. "'I look forward to making you pay for it.'" "'Oh, ho, ho! Grandpa here thinks he's gonna teach me a lesson!' Luca's face jiggled furiously. "'You're in no position to issue threats, old man.'" "'What kind of responsible adults bring their kids trick-or-treating to a place like this?' He looked at the twins. "'Neat costumes. What are you, ninjas?' "'Try Samurai,' Sawyer corrected, pushing his helmet up out of his eyes. His swelling had gone down, and it was once again huge on him. Luca laughed. "'I was hoping I'd get to see you two again.' It's always fun to bond with fellow twins. There are just some things that non-twins will never understand. Am I right? Like sharing the same friends, or how when one of you gets thrown in jail because of a couple of nosy kids, it makes the other twin really angry. Your sister's in jail? Susie asked, delighted at the news. Luca pointed a remote control out into the darkness and an image of his sister in a jail cell projected onto the wall. "'Lucy has been stuck in an Australian prison ever since you two screwed up her mission! "'Luckily, I'm sneaking her a globe as we speak so she can get herself out of there!' Sawyer looked at the globe next to Luca. "'So you do have more than one globe.' "'That's right, Captain Obvious. We have multiple globes. "'That's what makes the Dragon Organization possible.' "'He pressed his remote again, and a map appeared next to the live feed of his sister in a jail cell. "'Several red dots marked the map. "'We've put one globe on each continent,' Luca explained. "'It makes transferring people and goods significantly easier.' transportation has become instantaneous not to mention how handy it is when we need a quick getaway grandpa's brows frowned at the map the globes are extremely rare how did you get so many we collected them of course luca replied it all started with just one my sister and i were probably the same age as you two kids when we found our first one It was in the attic of the home our parents bought. We went on all sorts of adventures together. We had the time of our lives. And it was our little secret. But as the years went on, just seeing the world got boring. We wanted to control it. It took us a while to realize the power we had at our disposal. But when it finally sank in, we took full advantage. It started with a couple petty desires like money and treasure but we got plenty of that in no time. When that was no longer any fun, we started gaining influence and control over governments. And before long, we started finding clues to the existence of other globes. Once we had a taste of what we could do with just one, the prospect of having several was impossible to resist. So we set out searching for them. Turns out there are quite a few Globetrotters out there. And they're a tricky bunch to find, let alone catch. But we caught up to several of them eventually and rid them of their burden. You're pure evil, Sawyer growled. What is it you do with your globe that's so righteous? Luca hissed. We explore the world and stop you. Susie shot back. Sure, that's how it starts. But where will you go from here, huh? You'll be tempted to use it for other means in no time, trust me. You two are no different. You think you're so special with your fancy schmancy guidebook that gives you all the answers? Well, guess what? I'm sick of you using that thing to follow me around. "'I'm sick of you messing up our plans everywhere we go. "'I'm sick of you!' "'Grandpa took out a pair of glasses from his pack, "'put them on, and looked at the projected map with the red dots. "'Every time he tapped the sides of his glasses, it snapped a photo. "'Who do you think you are, James Bond?' Luca said. "'I can see you taking photos, old man. "'Go right ahead!' Take as many as you'd like. I'm just going to crush those when we're done here. Grandpa took off the glasses and tucked them away. Luca turned to the kids. I told you my story. Now, let's hear yours. Where did you get your globe? The twins looked at their grandpa. It's not ours, it's his, Susie said. Luca raised his eyebrows. Is that right? Where did it come from, old man? It's none of your business, Grandpa quickly answered. The globe and guidebook found me. Luca waved dismissively and blew a raspberry. (sniffs) Suit yourself. I don't really care. The globe will be mine in a few minutes anyway. As soon as I lock you all up and throw away the key, what did you all think you'd accomplish here? Grandpa slowly drew his sword. Like I said, we're here to stop you for good. Luca started to laugh. Ah-ha! Ah, you're gonna fight me with a sword. His words trailed off as he recognized the blade in Grandpa's hands. His eyes moved over to the globe next to his beanbag. Rubber band gun, Grandpa mumbled to Sawyer. What? Sawyer whispered. Rubber band gun, Grandpa said a little louder. Luca got to his feet. I can't understand you, Gramps. Rubber band gun, Grandpa shouted. Frazzled, Sawyer reached into his bag and pulled out the little rubber band gun. Luca reached for his globe. Sawyer aimed and pulled the trigger. A spray of rubber bands hit Luca, tying up his hands and feet in rubber bands. He collapsed hard to the ground. Kip, cut the globe! Grandma shouted. Grandpa ran for the globe with his sword raised. Guards! Luca shouted. Almost immediately guards poured out into the room from side doors. Grandpa wasn't going to make it to the globe in time. He skidded to a stop before he could reach it. The guards raised their weapons. Slowly raising his hands in surrender, Grandpa backed away. He stopped just in front of Grandma. The guards untied Luca and struggled to help the heavy man to his feet. I have to say, you're quick for an old guy, Luca admitted, but not quick enough. Hope you all like the place, because you're going to be here for a very, very long time. Uh, I think we'll just help ourselves out, Grandpa said. He stepped aside, revealing Grandma with the spinning globe in front of her chest. Luca's smile melted. Grandma glanced between the globe and the dots on the projected map. Get them! Luca screamed. Now! Grandma shouted. Grandpa and the twins grabbed onto her just as she touched the globe. The guards fired. Grandma, Grandpa and the twins vanished and the bullets sparked off the wall. Luca's eyes grew big and wild as he looked up at his map and realized what they were going to do. They're going after my globes!